Hey, I'm JR from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast, exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world, and beer. Lots of beer. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats. The 18 over par with Mike and JR podcast is brought to you by growablemedia.ca. Nothing cripples a business like a lack of leads and sales, especially during the pandemic. I don't need to tell you, COVID-19 has been one of the biggest economic hiccups we've ever encountered. Businesses are closing, employees are being laid off daily, yet smart businesses are still surviving and thriving. If you need more clients, Growable Media is for you. More specifically, if you'd like to know exactly how to get 5, 10, 30, even 50 plus high value dream clients every month with predictability and consistency. Sounds pretty fucking great, doesn't it? Growablemedia.ca is for you. Just checking out the website, you'll find a free COVID-19 marketing playbook and a free report on how to double or even triple your sales in the next 90 days, even during COVID. It's fucking phenomenal. Better yet, you can test drive their services for free. You don't have to pay them a dime until you get those coins tickling the bottom of your jean pocket. They don't get paid until you get paid. Now, they're not cheap, but they get shit done. They're not some company that'll give you 30 shitty leads for a thousand bucks or something like that, and they go take your money and disappear overnight. Globalmedia.ca is a Winnipeg born and raised. Check them out today and grab the free playbook and the report, globalmedia.ca. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by three time club champion Luke Valgertson. He won the 13 and under. 17 and under, as well as the Royal Assiniboine Men's Club Championship. He's played in multiple programs, Manitoba Amateur Championships, Monday putters, and he rarely misses a men's night. He also works overnight, so I have no fucking clue how he survives. All right, really excited to have this guy on the show. Uh, he's going to get himself a DQ 8-inch custom cake oh, from yeah. the Nick and Nicky's DQs, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and the newest one, DQ on St. Anne's Road. DQ St. Anne's, yeah. What's the deal they got going on now? It's a two for one treat night after 8 p.m. every night. So go down there after. Every night. Every single night. Monday, 
Tuesday, Friday, Friday. Mac- Is that it? Macready, <laughs> Bondredi, Lundi, Mardi, and uh, yeah, you get uh, a dilly bar or a Sunday. Two for five, great, great date place. <laughs> you know, they don't. They might sell dates. A date Sunday. Get down there. <laughs> Just do it. And yeah. they have some vegan ice cream now as well, I, I believe. I saw that, yeah. So that's pretty I'll sweet. I'll have to check that That's out. good for me because sometimes I live the vegan lifestyle. Yeah. Are you a, a cool eats guy or a hot eats guy, I'm JR? cool. I'm a cool, cool eats guy. guy. Oh, hot, for sure. I'm a hot, hot well, there, eats. There was a few years back, I used to get one of those cakes almost every week. Yeah. Wow. Almost every week. I don't know what, but I had, I had that sweet tooth and I would do it or on the way home from work, I would stop in and get a blizzard. Almost every day. Wow. And did you pace yourself? You no. You want to get a brain freeze. No, I, <laughs> I got numerous brain freezes, yeah. just like you. Yeah. I just stopped for cheeseburgers and just ate cheeseburgers every day. <laughs> Flamethrowers. <laughs> Going in and out. Hey, but hey, it helped got, your drive, didn't it? Power drive. It did, yeah. After those cheeseburgers. I drove at least 250 yards that day. <laughs> So big shout out then to uh, to Nick and Nikki. Thank you guys so much for for helping us out. And we always got Mikey likes it. And this is going to be a fun one because we were talking a little bit about it before how we cannot pronounce the name of the road. So we added a little twist to it. So what does yeah. Mikey like this yeah, week? Yeah, we are we like the uh, Kilter Secret Weapon version two. Uh, just came out this week, March. We'll call Something it sixteenth, <laughs> depending on when you're listening. It's a, a triple IPA. Uh, it ha- it is 10% alcohol, so it, it hits you like a triple bogey, too. <laughs> and uh, Kilter Brewing, they're located in St. Boniface uh, on uh, Rue Bryson Deschambeau Road. <laughs> Deschambeau Road in uh, Winnipeg. So, to Bryson Road. To Bryson Road. We've <laughs> renamed it. We'll have to print something out and put that on the, on the street It's a sponsorship. And we're going to so. get a cut, I think, for Bryson. Yeah. 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 Him and... Uh, we're going to be his new agent now. Yeah, give give us a call, Bryson. Uh, if you're not busy, hit the hotline right now. Yeah, he's hit on the up. phone. Well, not on the phone, but uh, here in person in a COVID compliant way. We have a Luke Valgardson, and I I actually wanted to ask you this before before we got on, but it's Valgardson, right? Yeah. Okay. You got her. I hope I, I wasn't pronouncing it wrong my entire life, uh, because well, did you you grew up in St. James, right? Yeah. Okay. Grew up in St. James, and you're still in St. James. Still in St. James, and. Your brother, did you go to Silver Heights or your brother went to Silver Heights? You both, both went to Silver Heights? Both went to okay, Silver. Okay, is he older or are you older? He's older, yeah. He's older. Oh, okay, that's why. Because he golfs now too. He golfs now too, yeah. All right. And for yourself, when did when did you get into the game of golf? I started golfing at about five years old. Five? Um, wow. My old, my old man was a big golfer, or still is a big golfer, I should say that. And he used to take us, you guys remember that little nine-hole course out on uh, Keniston? It was Arneson's. Oh yeah, you remember that? That's where that's where we learned how to golf. Cause dad would take us out there. It was buy one, take the kids for free, and we would get to go. You know, dad would get to play a little bit, bit of golf, get away from mom, and then he'd drag us along so we could go smash <laughs> some balls. Right? That's mm-hmm. a great idea. Man, you could get a bucket and nine holes. I think it was like ten bucks. You that's, know, you don't get awesome. prices like that anymore. No, no. <laughs> but that's a great way to to start out. And do you remember your your first set? I think my first set of clubs. My first real set of clubs was a split set of pro selects, <laughs> the five, six <laughs> and eight, nine with wow. a pitching wedge and a putter and a driver. That was my like first set, which I got for being a ring bearer at a friend's wedding or a oh, family nice. friend's wedding. Not a bad deal. That was like the present for us. Yeah. yeah. So 
That oh. worked. That worked out pretty good for me. Uh, quickly graduated from those to buying. Uh, you remember those yellow jazz omnis that oh, everybody yeah. in the world had? That yeah. was my first full set of golf clubs nice. from Dale. Well, that would have been, well, Dale Sapanko is a reoccurring theme I found <laughs> in the show along with uh, hockey and, and golf. But that was when jazz was huge because I think Terry Hashimoto just came out with him. And, and Terry was, he was, I think he was a pro and he was a great amateur golfer as well. I think he's he won a, a couple or at least one amateur championship. And then he came out with this jazz line of clubs and since him and Dale were buddies, everyone had jazz. I still have a jazz gap wedge. Yeah, yeah. I still have a 50 degree jazz gap wedge That's in my amazing. bag. And I like it because I just like the weight. I like the feel of it in my hands. It's very yeah. weighty. Wow. Yeah. Well, and for a guy like myself, those those jazz omnis had highlighter yellow shafts. Like that's that's how everybody that's how everybody remembers them. And like I'm that kind of guy. Like if you can give me plaid and hot pink on a golf on a on the golf course, that, that's what I'm wearing that day. Like it doesn't matter if it matches. It doesn't matter what color it is. That's that's me. I want like bright and bright that's as awesome. can be. <laughs> That's those my yellow, type of style. <laughs> those yellow shafts worked out great. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like the the Yeti you have here. What would you call that color? Uh, peach, maybe? Coral? Coral. Coral. Yeah, yeah, coral. That's not in my vocabulary, <laughs> but, you know. Coral. I got a coral shirt. So. You know what's funny about this? So I went on a canoe trip this summer, and when I came home, my, my girlfriend's laying on the couch, and she, like, she looks dead, right? I'm going... <laughs> Hey, babe, what's up? Yikes. And, you know, she's like, I am like, I have heat stroke. And I'm like, what do you mean you have heat stroke? She's like, well, all Saturday I sat out in the backyard and, you know, lounged in the, in the lawn chair and, you know, I got a little, got a little too drunk and I did something. I'm like, what do you mean you did something? Bang, bang, bang. Not even like half an hour later, she express shipped Yeti cups to our door. She bought us <laughs> brand new Yeti cups and this is the color Smart. she picked for me. Very so, nice. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. like it. The Yeti, they got great products. No free ads here. No free but, ads, right. Uh, yeah, that, that thing will keep anything cold or warm for like 24 hours. It's unbelievable. The first time I used it, I brought water and ice to bed. Yeah. I bet you two days later it was still there. <laughs> Amazing. And do you bring that on the golf course too or no? If I'm allowed, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Depends which course you're playing. You might not be allowed to, but yeah, I tend to, yeah. So did you play any other sports then growing up or was golf the one that you played? There wasn't a sport I didn't play. Mm. Uh, I played a lot of hockey, um, played football, played soccer, played baseball. Uh, didn't find time for them all at the same time, but kind of rotated through them and kind of found what I liked and ended up being hockey and golf. That's great. Yeah, football is one I kind of wish I got into, but I, it never really panned out, and it always overlapped with hockey season, and I just wasn't athletic enough to do both, I think. You know what? I thought I was, and I, I, I played quarterback for, it was like three years, I want to say, and then I found out I was not athletic enough to play quarterback anymore when the kids just got a little bit too quick for me. Yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. Well, there's done. usually that curve, right, where everyone's kind of the same, or there may be a few people that stick out and you're like, yeah, that person's going to be you know, really, really good at this sport no matter what age they are, but then everyone kind of catches up, and you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought yeah. I was. <laughs> I got to tone tone that down a little bit. Um, so then when did kind of golf become the sport then for you? Because you, at a young age, like you were you were really good. Because I think when you started at, at a cinema, because when did you be, first become a member there? I think I first became a member at 12 years old. Okay. So I want to say I started golfing seriously at around 10 and I think it was met, Blair mentioned it last podcast there. I've started in that Bob Thompson's hockey oh, okay. golf. Yep. And that's mm. how I kind of found a Cinnaboyne. Plus, I mean, I lived 
I lived five blocks away from the place. So, you know, it kind of made sense in the end. They offered that two juniors for one one year. And me and my best friend both got memberships for our parents split a hundred bucks. Wow. So the two of us and then a couple other kids that we went to school with too, both got or all got memberships. We had a little gaggle of kids running around the course. <laughs> <laughs> Were you always the best one out of your buddies? I wouldn't. It's tough to say. I got a couple. I got a couple buddies that are really good golfers. Um, Brett Tobin, if you remember mm-hmm. him, also won a couple of ch- club championship, junior club championships. So, you know, me and him always battled. It was uh it was actually nice growing up to have somebody like equal to to play against and have a, a competitor in partner play or anything like that, right? Or even in just tournaments or screwing around when you're playing back then we we're playing for French fries after the round. You know? <laughs> that was the best though. Right. The French fries. Everyone wanted those French fries. And I'm sure the kitchen after a while was just like, fuck, what is it with these <laughs> kids and their French fries? Because yeah. I used to go up on my breaks when I worked there. And sometimes I would just go back in in the kitchen and I would just dump some fries. And I don't know if they knew that I was doing that, but I was <laughs> cooking your own I fries. Was cooking my own fries. Yeah, I mean there would be there would be some nights where when I, when I first started, they they'd be nice enough to like you know what it's like the end of the night, just go and you know make make what you want. So, so I'd be there, you know, cooking and when away you were go. there, who who was cooking? Was it Ken Hira? Uh, no, it was before that. There was I believe uh, Pierre. Okay. And yeah, that's when I first started. It was Pierre. And then it went to Ken, or there may have been someone else in between there. Yeah. And then after Ken, I, I forget who it was, but it, it went was... to Bruce after that. Right. Yeah, right. it was yeah, Bruce. Bruce and was there for a while, yeah. Pierre is a stereotypical chef name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was. And it, the, food, the food was great. The fries were fantastic as a result of, you know, many juniors coming in and wanting to throw Absolutely. down the two or three bucks, whatever the hell yeah. it was. Maybe it was five bucks at the time. It was I it can't was remember. We could but afford it, it at least, yeah. you know. If I would have known about the French fries, maybe I would have played more <laughs> as, a, as a junior, I think. You should have. I should have. Five dollars in fries, five dollars in ketchup. And away you went. Wow. <laughs> it was Spi- pretty sweet. Spicy ketchup. No, it's not. I wasn't. I wasn't into spice back then. No, no spice. I, I don't think there was spicy I ketchup. Back I, back right, then. Yeah. I think that's a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> now you can get everything like these other uh, beers that we have, but we won't get into those tonight because we're <laughs> we got our secret weapon on. No us. free ads. No free ads. Yeah, exactly. And so, what what would you shoot in that age then, Luke, when you were twelve or thirteen? Like a really good round for me would be under forty five. Like somewhere, okay. you know, like a bogey a hole kind yep. of thing. I think when I, I won the 13 and under junior club championship, what did you guys say it was called the Hannah? The Hannah, yeah, the Hannah Trophy. I won that shooting 44. Mm. And yep. I won in a playoff, not against a cheater like uh, <laughs> like you guys are talking about. Forbes? Yeah, yeah, Richard Forbes. Yeah, Richard sorry, Forbes. To, so sorry fun, to bring him funny up again. Enough, Forbes. Funny yeah. enough that that comes up, I still play against his dad. Right, less In Monday Putter. Yeah. He plays for Wildwood now. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. so he's still, he's still in the golf scene. He still plays. He still plays competitive. Mm-hmm. I, uh, he was always a good golfer. And yeah. He used to make, I think, the Snake Eyes clubs. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they were. I don't know if you ever oh. played them or saw you know the clubs. What? Uh, maybe I still was plays warming up now. one day, and he was at uh, Portage La Prairie. Uh, we were in the qualifier for the Manitoba Amateur, and he was showing me his putter that he made in his garage. And I mean, it wor- it putted. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like <laughs> new tagline: you know, putter. It, it put. It, it had putt. A, it had a flat surface. It, it so hey, you know what? It works for him, but not for me. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, Hannah, you also went on to win the junior 
and then the club championship. So what age was it that you would have won the junior? Because was it 12 or 13 that you won the Hannah? I won whatever the age limit was. Like, so it would be 13 and under, Thir so 13, 13 you would have won. Yeah. Okay. So I won that, and then I think when I was 17, I think the next one's 18 and under. Yep. Uh, when I was 17, I won the junior club. Now is with a smooth. I think it was like a seventy-six. I want to say. Wow! Wow! And That's that uh, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Speaking of my friend Brett, there we're coming down to the wire on eighteen, and oh, you know what? Actually, we would have been. Yeah, we would have been seventeen. It was our last year of junior. Uh, coming down the wire on eighteen, we're tied, and he hits one into the trees on nine. Pumps one dead straight, mm -hmm. and we go up there. He can't find his ball. And he's going, he's got to go back and re-tee because he didn't hit a provisional because, you know, you always think you're going to find it in that bush, right? And he's in a cart because he hurt his ankle. Well, doesn't he go, remember those old railroad ties on nine? Oh, yes. Yep. line the cart yep. path there. Well, he goes the wrong way, clips a railroad tie, drives into a tree with Esso's cart. Oh, man. Rips the roof all pretty much all the way <laughs> off, right? On the 18th hole of Junior Club <laughs> Championship when he wasn't supposed to have a golf cart anyways, right? <laughs> And oh my goodness! Why? I mean, I obviously, Why did he have a cart? Uh, he hurt, How was that allowed? He hurt his ankle, and oh, okay. somehow, right, somehow he, you know, he asked Dale if he could have one so that he could play. Even though obviously, if you can swing a golf club and play eighteen holes, you could probably not need a golf cart. Well, have to go to the rules official for that <laughs> one. I don't know. Uh, but Let anyways, it, it was a cinnamon, and it was club championship, junior club championship. It, it was okay. Ended up winning by whatever two strokes, but like the highlight was just listening to Dale tear an absolute strip. <laughs> off of Brett because, you know, I mean, it was thousands of dollars worth of damage, right? It wow. was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get any, any lessons in that time then, or was it just consistent play that got you to both win those and like shoot that? That's, that's lower than any round I've actually ever shot in my life. It was a lot. I'm not of, very good though. So that's not saying much. I worked there at the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and I got a lot of help from Dale. Okay. Like an unbelievable amount of, you know, anything that was going wrong in my game was, when I was like 15, I think, was when I started working at the bone. And whenever, you know, we had a quiet time at work, you know, he'd come over and say, kid, what's what's going on with your game? I'm going, man, you know, I can't I can't hit a draw today, you know? Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, let's go. And, you know, we'd go grab a small bucket out of that. You remember that basket in the yeah, back? Yeah, the big, the big yellow <laughs> basket. That's infamous at Assiniboine. It's still there. Yeah, it's yeah. still there. So he used to have just shit balls and this big yellow. So if anyone wanted to go out and try clubs from his, right. from his store... You would take them out to the range and you'd have this big yellow bucket. You put it on the back of a cart and you just buzz out there. You'd lose about seven balls on the first and second <laughs> second holes trying to get out to the range because the range at Assiniboine used to be between holes number two and number three. So, like, you had to watch out because there's people taking dead aim at you from either side when you're out of the range trying to sell some someone some clubs. <laughs> and then you'd have to go and shag the range and you still have that big yellow bucket and put all the balls back into the yellow bucket then bring it back in. It would weigh about 300 pounds and... There you are at 15. That's why my lower back is really sore now because of all that child labor of me going that's on. What, that's yeah. what's going on with mine, exactly, too. Yeah, that's just, what it is. Uh, right? Certainly an interesting setup, the, the driving range, <laughs> yeah. which I don't think is there anymore because... No. But I remember... It's, it's still there, but like I I don't think there's any rules now. There's no local no, rules no. around the range. There's no yeah. uh, cages or fences around there. Speaking of the rule that I've ever heard was that driving range rule back in the day mm -hmm. where like the range was OB. Yeah. So which, you're, you're looking at like a 15-yard fairway... And if you're any bit right of it, 
it kicks into the into the creek. But if you're any bit left of it, you're OB, you're OB right. and you're going, who can hit this fairway? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, one of the interesting things, JR, that's where, you did. That's where, that's where I play too. now. Yeah. I aim at the driving yeah. range, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Those trees are pretty thin now. You can find a hole somewhere. <laughs> one of the things JR mentioned about Assiniboine and being, it's actually, a, can be a very difficult course. And you mentioned there's a lot of OB and... I didn't know there was any OB. I was playing on the other side of the creek. I was playing from the driving range. I was playing from in the creek. And I just didn't know that was OB. There was no signs. Just no. don't go on to the airbase. They don't like that yeah, over they're, by that they're, hangar. They're, they're, they're not fans. They're not fans no. there. No, and also the, the creek, if you're playing from it, you're probably going to have something radioactive in your body soon. Because <laughs> I used to hear some weird stories about what was floating around that creek. I don't know if it still is, but it was antifreeze or yeah. the icer from the yeah, planes that would get in there. Yeah. I don't know, but you hear some crazy duck sounds that come out of that creek too. So, <laughs> wow. And maybe even some frogs. I've seen some large frogs. Maybe they were swallowing golf balls. I don't know. I don't know what the ruling is on that. Speaking of rules, if a frog swallows your golf ball, I guess if you see it happen, can you call that? Can you I, say, I, I think that frog swallowed my golf ball? I believe you can replace it. It depends if it's on the green or not. Maybe you can replace it on the green, like when that seagull. When that, that's what I'm saying. Right, yeah. When that oh, seagull right, took yeah. that ball. Uh, I had that happen in Hecla. An eagle took my golf ball. <laughs> Actually, was that the story you're going with? That no. <laughs> eagle took my golf ball. Yeah, I don't sure. Even, I don't even remember. It. Me and once again, Brett and my dad were all playing Hecla, and I don't even remember if it was actually my golf ball. But we drove up in the fairway, and sure enough, gone, Jeez. just like that. Wow. That's impressive. Right? Yeah. And like, it was close. And like, you ever see the eagle up close? Those things are big. Oh, yeah. They're massive birds. (laughs) Big bird. (laughs) I got a big ass cat, but that, you know, an eagle would not think twice about scooping that thing up. (laughs) No. Shout out to Osmandius, my cat. He was uh, up in a tree earlier. As we, yeah. (laughs) Jeez. He found something to chase. Before we started. He's ready. It's spring hunting season. So he's out there just trying to control the pet population. Absolutely. He came down by himself. You didn't have to. No, call I didn't the, have to go up the there. Fire department. No, my right. old cat was fucking brutal for that. Uh, Scotch. He would climb the fucking trees. He, would, he used to climb on my neighbor's garage, and I would have to go up there because I have to climb up the tree because that's how he would get up to the top of the garage. But then he didn't know how to come down, so I have to go up there, get his ass down. And of course, this is you know ten feet up. I over tall the garage is. And you have to get up there and like, well, how the hell am I supposed to get down? Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to really want to throw your cat all the way down, but no. sometimes, you know, you'd maybe lean over and hopefully I, the branch might teach him a lesson. Up. I don't know. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he was stupid. He also loved French fries too. So the, there's a through line, French fries. You'd, you'd literally come up and just bang, French fry off the plate in his mouth. And you're not going to eat that if it's been on the floor or after a cat's no. licked it. That's disgusting. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of a tangent yeah. there Sorry, yeah. from radioactive creeks to frogs to cats on the roof. The through line is animals. Um, so club championship, club, yeah. I, be, I believe we were talking about. We, we, just, we were talking about club championship, and you also brought up your, your dad. Do you still get to play with him at all? I do. And, ha- uh, and I, I guess that you're probably better than him? I am. Okay. Um, it's actually been really cool to see my dad just had double hip replacement surgery double double so he had one done and then whatever the like quickest that you can possibly get the other one done he had it done as well so like i think like basically he was down for a full year like pretty much couldn't walk couldn't do anything except sneak down the stairs for a smoke when in the middle of two days after the old man has hip surgery, he's upstairs in his bed and he sneaks downstairs to go for a cigarette by himself. Oh man. Not waking up mom or anybody. And 
but whatever. We won't get into dad being, <laughs> dad doing that. Yeah, dad I get to, being dad. I get to play with my dad quite a bit. Um, I mean, we work together. We have the same kind of schedule. Uh, we got a place out in Gimli, so we get to golf at the mm-hmm. cottage all the time. Um, and it's amazing since his hip surgery. Like, it's crazy to see how much he was affected by those hips previously. Uh, like just watching his swing, watch him get through the ball, watching how much better he is now than he even was five years ago. And it's like, you can see what the hips did over time mm-hmm. and how much it actually like affected a game like golf, which is obviously a lot of hips. So did before that, did he really like struggle? Like, could you see him physically in pain yeah, from hitting? Well, literally, really, eh? literally like wow. he, like the year probably before he got his hip surgery, he didn't golf. Oh, he played one. We played one best ball tournament together and I swear it almost killed him. You know, really? By the end of the day, it was, you know, he was laying on the couch with ice and and heat and he didn't move for a couple days after that. So, wow. And then he got the replacement, had a smoke and then he was out in the golf course. He's out on the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He lowered his handicap with the two new hips. I bet you probably he's probably five strokes better around easily with two new hips and like still probably getting better. Like, Every year, his new hips, it seems like, you know, they loosen up a little bit more, and he gets back to old dad form where he used to beat me. Still hasn't beat me since, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I guess that's a pretty lengthy process then of, of rehab, isn't Unbelievable. it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Like he's Did he get been, them both at the same time? No, you can't. You have to do oh, them right, like six right. months and then yes. six months, or whatever, six months after. And it was like the physio that that guy went through and stuff like that, and like you know you, you hate to see it when it comes to like your parents but like he couldn't even walk right like mm-hmm. and so were you living with him at that time i or? wasn't okay. i was living i was living at uh my own place which i bought believe it or not i used to live i lived by my sorry i grew up by george waters school oh, yeah. on douglas yep. park there and i moved closer to the assiniboine golf course <laughs> <laughs> so i live on woodlawn street now nice yeah um <laughs> but like even you know the first day he came home like you couldn't even get out of a car like literally, uh, you know, I've never seen my dad cry and he was crying. Yikes. Like, you know, he had tears in his eyes trying mm-hmm. to get his leg over, you know, that little lip on your car. Yeah. Uh, that's what he was trying wow. to get out of. Yeah. You'd think uh, engineers could figure that out. Right. Get like, rid of that lip in the car. We need <laughs> people getting hip replacements need to get in there. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And now, uh, jokingly, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone to the light side here. Uh, do you, do you feel he was in more pain in that moment or the moment that you first beat him at golf? Oh, I actually, I'm going to say he was proud the first time I beat him at golf. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. We I got taken, that. we got taken out. We, uh, we, all of our work trucks were basically truckers are Peterbilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peterbilt took my dad and me and the sales rep that sold us all the trucks and his boss and GM, whatever. I don't even know what, what his title was. He was somebody f- important. They took us to Toulon golf course and I wasn't riding with my dad. My dad was riding with the sales rep so they could talk whatever trucks and business. And I don't know if he wasn't paying attention because, you know, he was occupied or whatever, but uh, I shot 79 and he shot 80 and it was the first time I ever oh, wow. beat my old man. I was like 15 years old. Wow. 80 is nothing to sneeze at either. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. My dad, my dad can play. My dad can play. Yeah. I've, my dad putts better than me still. I wish I, I wish I had that in my game, but uh, I got him a little bit everywhere else. Yeah. Is that the weak point of your game then? If there is a weak point? <sighs> I... Now I would actually say it's one of my better, stronger points, 
not as good as my dad's, but one of my stronger points, I can't hit a mid iron to save my life. <laughs> like you give me anything between five and nine and it's like, God, I hope I hit this ball straight. Oh, like I hope I don't pause. It. That's it's all almost, I hit you know? straight. <laughs> Just a seven iron. I, you know, my friends, my friends like to call me boring golfer because mm-hmm. I hit, I hit it. I hit the fairway. Mm-hmm. That's my game. I don't hit it long compared to my buddies. Um, but I hit the. But fair, you still beat them. I, I, oh yeah, most of the time, yeah. <laughs> but I hit it straight, and I keep trying to tell them that that's what matters, not how far you hit it. Because when you play, you know, and pretty much anywhere in Manitoba, for the most part, when you're playing with your buddies, it's not that long of any golf course, mm-hmm. right? Especially, I mean, at Assiniboine. Yeah. The only thing you can get in trouble is if you're off the tee in in OB, right? Yeah. So if which you hit, OB is everywhere. Yeah, yeah come barely, to it's now. everywhere. There's OB. What is it? On one, on three, on four. No, five. So, well, I will. Kind of yeah, if you, five, you're, you're really six, in trouble if seven, you're OB and four. Eight. Well, I guess you can go over the back of the green. Yeah, I don't really but, count yeah, that. But, but yeah, but it's, five, uh, six, it's seven. Like two holes that there's no OB on. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, if you keep it in play, you're looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember that's one one thing that we used to do is we'd play seven seven pitching wedge putter. Yeah, and you go around and. You'd be amazed at how well you could shoot yeah, probably at any yeah, golf course. You just yeah, hit yeah. a seven iron, pitching wedge, and a putter, and that's it. That's fun. <laughs> I'm surprised to hear that you, you say you're not a long hitter because one of the stats we dug up was uh, that you've eagled every hole on the Assiniboine except 8, 17, and 13 if you count, if you count both nines. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, well, he must just smash it onto the green <laughs> and then putt it out. But yeah. can you tell us how you've done that? Um, a lot of luck. Uh, I mean, the first hole I've driven in a miraculous downwind. It's about 325, and I swear I hit a sprinkler head or something. But you know. <laughs> uh, And I've holed out from the fairway. Uh, yeah. The second hole, I've done That'll- it twice. Third hole is a par five, so... Been on in two, made the putt. Fourth hole is a hole in one. Yep. That's my that's my that's hole my, in one. My go-to. Well, that's we'll, not, we'll still we'll still bring that back. We'll go. Yeah. Is a hole in one an eagle still? <laughs> for, this, for this sake, sure. Yeah. Uh, fifth hole, same thing. Made a couple from the fairways. Sixth hole is drivable, mm-hmm. so a driver driver putt. Seventh hole, a couple from the fairway. Eight and seventeen, I've never done because that would be another hole in one. Well, that's an impossible hole. I mean, 17, not so much. But if you think about it, when you think of par threes, especially in this province, usually Pine Ridge in the ninth, their ninth hole comes up because it's uphill and like 200 whatever plus yards. But at Assiniboine, if you're hitting into a north wind, that could be like a 260-yard par three from whether you're playing the white or the blue tees on the front nine. For a a muni golf course, like for public and fun, Mm -hmm. What on earth are we having a 230 yard par three for? <laughs> yeah. That like I bet you. I mean, even I hit the green maybe one out of ten. because yeah. right? it's, like, it's a small green. Most people it's can't not even gonna get hold. there. It's not going to hold. It's pretty. It's pretty flat. I know it kind of floats. Oh, like comes from back to front. Yeah. So you could try and hold it, but it's a small green. I There's bunkers hit, on the I left. Drive, There's trouble like, on the right. Any, OB any on the right. Breeze, yeah. I hit driver still. Yeah. You know, like yeah. It's. I mean, I try like you know saw off a little fade into it to, so that it stays like you were saying right because mm-hmm. it's uphill but like uh, you know it's it's a it's a bad golf hole like, <laughs> i was a badass <laughs> golf hole is what it is it it's is badass. very frustrating oh. that can ruin your round because there'd be times where you're going in and you're like holy shit i'm two three over 
I'm going to have a great round. You get into eight, you're going to take a six. Yeah. So there's a triple bogey. And then your just confidence is shattered. If so you, you're coming you up miss nine. The green, if you miss the green by five yards either way, you're either in the bowling pins of the trees <laughs> trying to trying to chip over the cart path, but not too far because you're going yeah, over into a bunker. Or if you're the other way, you're chipping over a bunker to a short-sighted pin. Yeah. Like what? It That's got to be. It has to be one of the toughest holes, I think, in this province. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you, you could compare that to just about any of yep. the tough holes that you can come up with in this province. That's got to be up there because yeah. that is yeah. a frustrating hole. Oh. Yeah. I was scouring the uh, Assiniboine Golf Course newsletter as I... <laughs> Often Uh-oh. do in my Uh-oh. free time, and uh, in August it was August second, twenty twenty, I believe, and they they were listing a hole in one for uh, the eighth hole. Now the name escapes me, but uh, uh, that Someone guy, got it. He, somebody got it. I was pr- I'm pretty sure it was the eighth hole, and it was last year. Wow, I would quit. I would stop golf. I'd be like, that's it. Yeah, I've done it. I've reached the pinnacle. The last one I can <laughs> think of was Todd Kerr. Uh, on eight? Was on it in eight. August in 2020? Because maybe I just had <laughs> no. To. I don't. I don't think it might have been. I'm not. I'm trying to recall. He passed away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been 2019 in August, though. Could have been. I went really far to, into the archives <laughs> of the newsletter, uh, but uh, that's one of those ones that you know what you see in the paper, and it always drives you nuts, right? Par par three on Kildonan and. and mm-hmm. Hole in one club using driver. You're like, oh, oh right. man, like, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I have a few friends out there that have done that. Maybe a, I think there's a five iron on hole four. Uh, yeah, Bob Thompson got a hole in one on the fourth hole using a child's club, like oh. a whippy little junior club. He just said, like, ah, just give me that, and he grabbed the thing and hole in one. Well, we used to shorten the course though a little bit for yeah. the. For the hockey golf camps. No disrespect to Bob Thompson. No, no, no. We I used, used to, to shorten I it a still, little bit. You know what? To this day, I don't know if they even had it last year, but I used to go hit the opening tee shot for him. Oh, okay. I nice. used to see him every now and then. He'd be like, ah, oh, you come out this year? I said, yeah, sure. I'll come. You know, I'll come. Because they always used to have like Ross or whoever, Ross right. Lemon or whatever, yep. come and smack golf balls or Mercier or whoever oh, hits it really far, right? But... Yeah, I used to go back and hit a driver's for him every now and then. Well, especially at that age, if you're, you know, a youngster and you're seeing someone really pound the ball he's like oh wow that's yeah. amazing because you could really maybe hit it 150 yards <laughs> we were talking last time with moons about how like my first driver was like a northwestern like, <laughs> just, a, just a bag of garbage but that's how you have to start i had a dunlop with the it was a wood golf wood head with the oh, yeah. brass plate on the bottom that was my first driver yeah <laughs> but if you could hit those <laughs> yeah. there was one time so back to a because you worked there and the lost and found was kind of difficult and you hear the jokes about people going back if they've lost clubs like how the fuck can no one pick up this club like there's been seven groups no one found this club but a bunch of clubs that end up in lost and found so mooney and i were going out we're going to go play falcon and there was this really old three wood it was a wood with that same thing you know brass screws it yeah. had screws on it i'm like i'm going to take this thing and just <laughs> see what happens so first hole at falcon is dog leg left and i usually hit a hook like a, or a snap hook. And so I'm like, yeah, oh, this plays, this plays well. So just take out this three wood. And I nearly drove the damn green with this thing. Couldn't hit it after that. I had one shot left. It had that one shot you hit left. hit it on the screws. I hit it on the <laughs> screws. Yeah. The next day at a cinema when someone came in and said, anyone find a three wood? I said, no, no. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> Good deal. It's mine now. Um, jumping back to, to your dad, cause you, you work together. So, so you we're, we're taping this, uh, at night. 
and you work overnight, so that's kind of why we had to, you know, move around the schedule. But how do you are you able to golf working overnights? Like, when do you golf, and when do you find the time? Like, what is your schedule like? My girlfriend will tell you I golf too much. Ah, uh, well, that's. Typical. I mean, they all will, right? <laughs> but with my schedule, so we start work around, or I start work around three in the morning. Um, work till about give or take noon. Okay. And then I usually try to catch a quick nap and then it's the twilight for me. I mean, that's kind of become mine and Andrew, my brother Andrew's favorite thing is to go out at about 7.30, grab a cart and go play 18 holes in like, you know, two and a half hours or whatever, screwing around and, you know, bring it back before anyone wants to go home kind of thing. Right. So that's how we've kind of, we've kind of made it work like that. Um, sometimes you go without sleeping for men's nights and stuff like that. Yikes. Unfortunately, this year was really nice. Men's night started, uh, they had an early tea time. So we got to play at like two in the afternoon and go home at six and go to bed for work the next morning kind Mm -hmm. of thing. But we also got a pretty nice schedule too, in the sense that like we don't usually work weekends. We usually have a day off in the middle of the week. Like Wednesday is usually our day off. So, you know, it's a, nice day to go play usually we go play somewhere else because ladies night at at the bone there Mm -hmm. um but we get to play on the weekends if we want long weekends we're usually off so it's it's okay uh we we make do some nights monday putter is always pretty tough because it's like four o'clock start you're done at noon you gotta like try catch a three-hour nap and then right and then get up, drive and across. And play with some you know, of the, against some of the best golfers. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. If, Go get schwacked. <laughs> if you can, for me and, and some of our listeners, like, I don't even really know what a Monday putter is. Like, I, um, as you call it, a, a Mooney, Mon- Monday putter. Monday putter. M-U-N-D-I-E. Is that more municipal? Monday, what? I actually what have a no, Monday I have no idea, why, no it's idea why it's called Monday. I always used to think it was Monday putter because it's on Mondays, so it kind of made sense <laughs> to me. It's basically, there's a couple tiers. Um, and you take eight of your, I'll say your best available golfers and go play four ball against another club's eight best available golfers. So you get four games at home, four games on the road. Uh, usually the home team buys drinks and beers and, uh, they feed you at the end of it. Uh, and you go play, you know, against some of the best golfers in the province just for fun though. Like there's nothing really, I mean, some guys take it a little too serious, but (laughs) You know, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of pride out there. <laughs> yeah, 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 depending exactly. on depending on who's, awesome. who's playing. That sounds great. You know what? When you go play, it's really nice because you get to go play courses that you might not get to play. You know, like we get to sometimes we're in the B group, not the A group, but uh, we get to go play like Southwood every now and then, or mm-hmm. St. Charles, or yeah. Well, we've never got to play breezy. They're always in A, but the mm-hmm. fescue at Southwood will eat you up. Oh my goodness! So the 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 big problem with Monday Putter is it starts like the first of May. Like, regardless of mm-hmm. what the temperature is like. So our first round one year was at Southwood. It was zero degrees and raining and 40K wind. <laughs> and get pretty like, windy. Yo. You were tying holes with double bogeys against guys that are scratch golfers. Yeah, right. Like, how, like, it wasn't even fun, you know? Like, it was kind of fun by the end of it because you're like, I actually don't give a shit what I'm doing here. I just want to hit the ball and, like, yeah. got that. I, you know, I don't want to get started on Southwood because... That course, I, the fescue on that course, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why you'd want to, like, 
it's fine if you have spotters or something like that. But if you're playing just normal golf, you're going to lose four balls around. Right. Like, what's the point of that? Like, <laughs> it's because it's golf's fucking hard. <laughs> I was, ta- I was, talk- I was talking day. I was talking to the guy and I said, well, well, what's your, what's your club champion? Oh yeah. And of course, so one of the rules of Monday putter is you have to play the furthest back tees that are available. Yeah, you're playing the tips. We played Southwood. It was like 7,500 <laughs> yards. It was like, I play a cinema and it's like, I swear it's like 5,000 yards. Like, Do you get a cart at least? I, I uh, sometimes, you know, if you, you know, That's if you extra. want to. Yeah, yeah, it is extra. Yeah, exactly. But you know, their, their club champion, he shot, I think it was like 80, 79 from the tips as well. And it's like, that's that's club championship. Yeah. Like, you know, when I think oh. of club championship, I not that the bone, you know, not that we do anything special there, but I think of like a round par would be like yeah. a winner, not yeah. like oh. not like you have any experience with that? <laughs> <laughs> Being the club champion I, of uh, I did, the golf course? I did I, I did win one uh I won one club championship. And just um, so we're we're adding this up, you won an under thirteen yeah. an under eighteen yeah. and a Club championship, yeah. full. So I think you're one of the few that I have done that. I I don't know of anyone else. I can't name anyone else. Well, we'll have Timmy G on yeah. at some point. And he's do you call that a triple crown? Or yeah, I don't know what you'd call that. So you got pretty, pretty good. Well, you got to ask Timmy when you <laughs> yeah. have him on, even if you want to add it to the speed round at the end. <laughs> ask him who his odds-on favorite is to have the round one lead in club championship. Okay, I can guarantee you his answer. It'll be Luke Volgerson because it's been six years in a row that I've had the round one lead. And I've only won one. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. I have some some questions about club championship because I've never really been a part of a club mm-hmm. and uh let alone playing a club championship that's right so is it how many rounds is a club championship ours is two saturday mm-hmm. sunday uh the first round for the most part you get paired Millsy's pretty good he lets you usually play with a guy that you're pretty comfortable with and hey maybe that's why i do so well in the first round and not right. the second round right. but whatever um and then, so that's like, we usually do a shotgun for that one. And Does then, everyone get pretty banged up Saturday night? Uh, yeah, for sure. That's been, you know what? I've been trying to find that secret <laughs> recipe to get back to winning a second club championship. Because my first. Go home the first day. No. See, the first, the first time when I won, that was not the, that was not what happened. So I tried to replicate that a couple of times and like, ah, let's just go get banged up and show up in the morning and, you know, yeah. barely tie your golf shoes and start off with a coffee and Bailey's to try, you know, figure it out. But it hasn't worked out, you know, so I, I got to try something else. Coconut water. Coconut Coc- water before. You have drinks, two cans, you know, maybe one liter of coconut water, no free ads, but uh, that'll, that'll, you'll wake up feeling like, uh, like a, a fairy. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So it's like smoking two days after hip replacement. Doctor recommended, man. It'll get you back up and going. That's right. So, and then I do have a few more questions here about club championship. So. So there's two rounds. That's actually a lot of paper you printed today. Super, yeah, you know. Uh, you <laughs> did know, your research? I didn't scared. print it at home. I did print it at work. So uh, I'll, that'll come out of my paycheck. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And uh, so there's there's a championship flight, a first flight, a second flight, third flight, fourth flight. I don't know what a flight is. I go. You know what a flight of beer is. I know what a flight of beer is. It's great. And you get to try like four different mm-hmm. types of beer. So what is a flight in a golf tournament? So flights are based on handicap. So okay. championship flight might be a zero to a five. 
uh, a flight or whatever you want to call it. First flight might be five to 12, so on, mm-hmm. so on. Right. For us, it gets broken up based on how many guys show up or okay. sign up, I guess. They right. kind of try even out each thing so that they can give prizes to everybody. So Absolutely. there's a reason to show up if you're, yeah. you know, if you're a 25 there's, handicap and you come There's still out a chance and, for me. Yeah. Well, I've won two. I've won two of my two, two flights. Of my yeah. Wow. I don't know if I was in the second yeah, or third well, flight, but I, just, I'm playing against, to give you context, so I'm playing against people who are like twice my age. Oh. Yeah. So that's how shitty of a golfer I'm in. Although people who are, you know, 60, 70 I had one can of my, still play golf really well. I just yeah. lose it after a while. One of my buddies uh, who was... Uh, a pretty high handicap ended up on the second day. His group was uh, uh, Ron Barber and George Evans. Oh, boy. And yeah, So my buddy's like, you know, 20, 21, 22. And I bet you Ron and George were pushing 80 at the time. Yeah, combined. And, they're almost 200 years it old. Was, it was <laughs> unbelievable. It was the most fun he's ever had golfing because they're just the best, you know, just the best guys out there having beers. And yeah. they have their own cart that uh, has no uh, speed limit on it, to <laughs> ripping around and having fun. I yeah. think George Evans actually drove his car onto the golf course. He that did. One. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, who's the guy from Caddyshack there? Uh, <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of his name in the film. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so what year did you win the club championship? Oh, that's a tough one now. You don't have that one, Stan, This Mike? year is I think it's, 2021. I think it was 2016 or 20. might have been 2017. Okay. Yeah, no, I, the show's here last year, you came in third. So uh, obviously the mixture. Last of, year was, uh, there's been a couple times where that's happened, trying to make a stupid number on the last hole to try so I've lost five straight years to Tim Miller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy doesn't miss. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he is the most consistent golfer I've ever seen. And it's a pleasure to watch him whoop my ass every year. Because <laughs> you know what? Like, you can't beat a guy who doesn't screw up unless you don't screw up either, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I finished third last year trying to make an eagle on 18 to tie Timmy or attempt to tie Timmy. It was nowhere close, and probably I think I made a seven on the last hole, so ended up in third. Okay, third's not bad. That's third's not good. bad. Yeah, you still get a prize. It's I don't not, know if you still get a prize. I don't know if I got a prize. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I didn't <laughs> want to hang around and find out. <laughs> One of the reasons I was asking was, um, and I don't know if you recall this, but it was circa 2010, and uh, a gentleman named Ross Johnstone uh, had dropped a line on some R7 irons uh, that I was looking for. And uh, he said, oh, Luke Valgertson, you know, he's selling these uh, tailor-made R7s. And I was looking for some new clubs. I was playing some Wilsons that I'd had for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. I I, I want to get some R7s. That sounds like a great deal. By that time, they were probably, I don't know, five years old. I'm not sure. You might know better, but... Um, and so I, I, he set it up, and I, I went to Douglas Park, and I actually knew the Valgerdson family. I, I, I played hockey with Andrew, and I'm pretty sure your dad coached yeah, us yeah, yeah. in uh, hockey. Uh, so I went, and I, you know, I gave you the money, and no I. No way! And I then, totally like. I don't remember this being you, but do you, you remember the irons? Yeah. Do you still have them? So Can I have them back? <laughs> <laughs> I miss those things. <laughs> I might. Uh, what's, so, the, what's the price? Name yeah, your price. Exactly. Yeah, what, Name what your price you, for. You pay for <laughs> I want to say I paid like $400 and then in 2014 so I probably had them for about five years and then I got lucky won a set of tailor-made RBZs at a at 
at a social, a wedding social, and then I sold the R7s to a friend of mine, Adam Walker, friend Jeez. of the podcast, yeah, friend of the podcast. Uh, for about $200, yeah, and he still has them. <laughs> he still has the R7s, so he's been That's, using them. Those, those, by the way, those fell off a truck when I got them. <laughs> <laughs> so, they I, always do. I had a guy that was from the bone call me up one day, and I, I actually, you know, it's funny, I can't even remember his actual name. Uh, and he calls me up and he says, Hey, uh, you, you in the market for some new irons? I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, Oh, I got uh, R7s. I'm like, they came out like yesterday. He's like, oh, yeah, I got them for, uh, 500 bucks. You want them? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Right. So I bought them. I absolutely loved them. Yeah. I ended up thinking I needed better golf clubs. I didn't. I want them back. Adam Walker hit me up. Yeah. I got Facebook and Instagram. 400 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Wow. That's hilarious. I do remember you showing up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're was, a great set of clubs. So. They were awesome. Yeah. They treated me well. Um, what are you playing now? I'm playing. So I got a Callaway Maverick driver in three wood. Um, I won the Maverick on. Have you guys heard of those waffles? You know what I'm talking about? If no. I say a waffle. It was like Facebook groups where you can okay. like grab a spot and oh, right. grab a spot yeah, for yeah, 20 yeah, bucks yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I've dropped a few hundred dollars yeah, on that. Still, so have, still haven't won. The bogey tour there. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly where it was from. <laughs> yeah. No free ads, eh? Bogey tour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, same thing. I put in about eventually a hundred bucks and sure enough, I won a driver and I got to go pick what I wanted pretty much. And that oh, was, that's awesome. That's it was like $800 driver at the time. Golf clubs are ridiculous right now, by the way. Like, yeah. They're so expensive. Really? So anyways, won the driver, bought the matching three wood. I got a couple of Adams hybrids that I still love, even though they don't even make yeah. golf clubs mm. anymore, but they are, I swear they're the best hybrids that have ever been made. Um, I have a Vokey wedges. Uh, I have a Sabretooth Odyssey putter, the black and white one. And right now I have Callaway Razor Tour irons. They're the muscle back and they're like half cavity. All right, um, yeah. But I'm trying to, hence they are sevens, I'm trying to go back to actually a full cavity. Because I just don't golf as much and I felt like I hit those better when I wasn't like dead on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the sweet spot was a little bit nicer for me. Um, but I got to decide between I'm only I'm going to say I'm only allowed to buy one new <laughs> irons or a new smoker. Oh, oh yeah. They, so I, I well, got how pick. often do you smoke then? I smoke every chance I get. Really? Okay. Yeah. What I'm are you usually cooking out there? Ribs, uh, mm. pork butt, pulled pork, mm -hmm. uh, brisket, salmon, jerky, you name it. Right. I, I like I'll have to come over for, for salmon because I do mention I, I did. I do like the, the vegan lifestyle. Um, but I do eat fish. Oh, at home though we typically although we had fish and we had some nice maple syrup salmon. Mm, that's good. Stuff. Yeah, it was delicious. But now I'm thinking if it was smoked. Oh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I have a Bradley smoker. That's what I have too. And, and uh, I'm looking. I yeah, I don't use it enough <laughs> to to upgrade from there. I I feel like I only use it once. Or You're twice the gadget a year. guy though. Like for you have everything when it comes to golf. <laughs> if it's a new gadget, gadget, you got. Guy. Yeah, I'm a early adopter. Is that yeah, what right. it's called? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it just takes so much time. You know, I don't have time to to smoke ribs for sixteen hours. Yeah. You know? Who's got time? Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, Luke does. It's yeah, one of those things, does. man. You know what? If you if you if you're the kind of person that gets into it, it you get into it. It's you find the time. I mean, even right now with COVID, the very first thing we did when it got nice back in like May 
was we smoked a couple of pork butts, uh, pork shoulder, whatever you want to call them yourself. And we went and made food for like our closest friends and family. Oh, nice. And we went and went to Costco, bought the like to go boxes or whatever, and went and dropped off like 30 meals around to all the people, you know, Amazing. people we hadn't awesome. seen yeah, in like yeah. three or four months, right? Because mm-hmm. you couldn't leave your house, right? So, yeah. you know, you go leave it on the door and drop a beer oh. there too and stand there and <laughs> say hi, right? Yeah. yeah. Food goes so, so long, such a long way in like giving comfort to people. That's something I've. It's, I've, you know I've, what? It's crazy like when, like, you know, I don't do a lot of Instagram or anything like that, but if I take a smoking video and post it, I get people coming out of the woodwork like, holy smokes, <laughs> man. Like, what? what is that? How did you yeah. do that? That looks awesome, you know? That's awesome. Food porn. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check out Luke on Instagram yeah, for yeah, food yeah, porn. Yeah. <laughs> plug, plug. Yeah, you, can, <laughs> you can set up at the first hole at the Assiniboine Golf yeah, Course right? and sell your ribs. Yeah. Club championship. Well, that's what I was thinking um, because... When you, well, it may have been the year that you won it, but I think Tim Miller won it again in 2017 because I was a member there for a little bit before I had my daughter and I used to go out there in the morning banging around with Mooney's brother, Ryan. Yeah. And that's how he became really good. I dropped my handicap two, my two strokes that, that year. And those are two years back to back where I won my flight. Nice. And one of them was the hundredth anniversary of Cinnamon. So I got the nice, I got the nice, um, extra large, uh, hundredth anniversary Point. Yeah, extra. Like, oh yeah, you know, can trade it in with your side. I didn't, so I still have it in the basement. So that's awesome. If anyone wants to wants to trade for it, but when when we were talking before this, and it's something that was always in the back of my mind, and whether it's selling stuff out front, like you have to come to club championship. Like we should sell tickets to it. Mooney was talking about like it's one of the funnest weekends Un- unbelievable. On, on on the planet. Because you never know you yeah. never know what's gonna happen. And you'll have to ask Timmy this one. I thought Mooney might might touch on it, but there's been guys that sleep over in tents. Yeah. You know, behind the practice screen so that they can make their tea time the next day, right? Like the, the one year I, I'll never forget I was working there and uh Chris Yeremkowicz slept in the Deer Lodge Curling Club parking lot in his truck <laughs> and missed his tea time. Because he didn't, if he would have parked at the golf course, someone would have woke yeah, him up. Said, hey. But no one looked over there. And no, he didn't no, tell anyone. And I mean, he had like a 14-shot lead after the first day because he's Chris Yeremkowicz. He was a, on the best yeah, golfer I've ever he, seen. You he know? didn't show up. No. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was not very happy. But that was pretty typical. So, I mean, even for you showing up, though, even if yeah. you have the first round lead, just showing up is... A lot of people don't do that. They a get nerves. Of, yeah. I see a lot of people like miss their tee times. You see yeah. a lot of wow. withdraws, like WDs posted up on, on the lots board. Lots of guys get too banged up. They don't make their yeah. tee time the next morning. Lots of, like you said, lots of guys, you know what? You shoot a bad, bad round. You you feel like an idiot. But, I mean, it's it's for fun. And the guys are all pretty good. You know, like they're everyone's pretty good about it. Yeah. Like even, so the year I won, um, there was a playoff. So, uh I'll go back a little bit. Uh, we're on the 16th hole, and it's me and Dwayne Heinrichs are the only two left in the the mix. And if he's, you're if you're into golf like Dwayne Heinrichs, he's he's, he's been an amateur. He's, he's one of the best amateurs. amateurs. He's, he's, yeah, he's he represented seniors now. I think he's he represented Manitoba yeah. in the national amateur. He's a very very good golfer. He could hit an iron off a tee box. Unbelievable, right? <laughs> so like literally, we, I think it was like 280 yards, pretty much with whatever he, he, he hit. did. He did his his five iron. iron or he five did his five iron <laughs> as far as I hit my driver sometimes. <laughs> wow. it, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so we're on 16, and I make birdie. I make like a 20 footer for birdie, and he makes par. So I'm one down, going on to 17. And I'll, 
Oh, I always meant to ask him, but he, he ended up leaving our course. I always meant to ask him why he did this, but we're on 17 and I hit one to like six feet or something like that. He was about 10 feet away on the fringe and he chipped it. I'm not sure mm. why, like he did a little, like, you know, a little bump and run, but like, you know, we're talking, he was a foot off of the green. Like, you know, personally I would have putted it. And I was thinking that the whole time and he blew it by like six, six feet. I'm going to say, mm. and he missed the putt coming back. So we're tied, mm. tied going 18 and we end up both making par on 18. He hit his five iron, like 250 yards. <laughs> and you know, I tried to play catch up after that, <laughs> but uh, we ended up tied. And so we went to a playoff and this is where the story was. Where's going. the playoff hole? Playoff hole for us was 18, 18. Uh, and it, it was a mob. Like, you know, like it felt like it was actually, you know, not the PGA Tour, but like it felt really cool watching, you know, there's 40 guys coming and following you. Yeah. You know, I had a couple buddies that showed up because they heard I was close and they're like, yeah, let's go see what's going on, you know. So, they, you know, there's guys running down the running down the ninth or the 18th hole with beer pitchers in their hands trying to, <laughs> trying to get up with this playoff. And I'll never forget, uh, we get up on the tee and Dwayner pulls five iron and... I pull one iron. I have my dad's ping eye to one iron in my bag still. Mm. Uh, at first, it was for uh, if I ever have to hit a shot against a tree, I want something that I can break. <laughs> but it, it, it's expendable. It's it, yeah, exactly. But it ended up being like it still is one of my favorite clubs to hit because I bet you I hit it about 220 yards. And it's got like a 10 yard fade every time it does the same thing. And it's built for the ninth hole at a cinema mm -hmm. before they cut those trees down. Cause now you can do whatever you want, but you aim it at the tree and you, you know, you hit it a little bit to the right and sure enough, you know, I'll come back. How long is a one iron? Is that, is that, is that going to be comparable in length to like a three wood, Probably like a three like wood. A hybrid maybe a little shorter than a three wood. Yeah. Okay. Like a hybrid kind of thing. Just trying to wrap my head around that. And it's like, man, it looks like a butter knife is the right. thing. Like that's right. a, like right. nobody, I, I don't remember the exact, quote but it was like only god and ben hogan can hit a one iron or whatever it is like and you <laughs> and, and me apparently so we're walking up to the tee and me and Dwayne both have uh we both have uh irons out and i hear one of the guys donnie rice goes why are they hitting irons and somebody else goes why do you think they're in the final <laughs> you don't hit driver off the 18 when you're trying to win the golf yeah, tournament you know i would yeah, That'd be yeah. Me. i i love that hole oh. love hitting driver on that hole but anyways continue I'm such a coward on that hole too now. I hit driver every round smart. of the year. You're smart. I hit Not driver every round of the year except <laughs> club championship. Uh, okay. And then I get there and I'm like, ah, five iron. It's like, I don't want to screw this up. So, okay. So we get to the playoff. I hit one iron. I absolutely pure it. And everyone's like, ooh, you know, it's a one iron. It's scary because you can shank it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dwayne hits five iron about 20 yards past me again. <laughs> and whatever. We both hit it up. He's about maybe 20 yards in front of me still. And I absolutely pull a wedge to the back left corner of the green onto the fringe. And Dwayne hits one to like 20 feet. Well, don't I walk up and I make it. I make like from the back of the green to the front of the green. I make like a 60, whatever amount of feet that is, 60, mm -hmm. 80 yeah, foot. Yeah, that, that's that's what I think the biggest green on like, the course probably. And the longest putt you could possibly yeah. have on it. With a little bit four, downhill. A little bit downhill, a yeah. little bit left to right. And sure enough, dead center cup and it drops. And you got 40 people around you and everyone goes insane, right? Like, yeah. I actually feel bad for Dwayne because, like, it was so loud. Well, it was someone different because uh, you kind of root for the underdog and you would have been the underdog in that situation. Uh, exactly, right? I mean, the guy... I think Dwayne's won five and lost 
He's lost 10 club championships in a play. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's, <laughs> like, he's never won. As far as I know, he's never won a playoff in club championship. And I think he's lost 10. But uh, besides the point, I mean, everyone goes insane. It's super cool. You know, you got people like running up and giving you high fives and very unprofessional because the guy's still got a 15 footer to tie. Yeah, right? Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. and of course, yeah, but it's up. a Cinnaboy, baby. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that goes down a club championship. It does. There, there are uh, no rules. He ends up, he ends up missing it. And uh, that was how I won club championship. That's amazing. It that's was a pretty cool. Story. Yeah. It, and then, so that's on a Sunday that you yeah, guys Sunday. end. So uh, did you guys get pretty banged up Sunday night? Did you have to? I took Monday off. Okay, I'll good, tell you I, that. good idea, yeah. Good I idea. called dad right after. I said, hey, uh, I don't think, can I have tomorrow off? Is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> he says, what? I said, well, I won. He says, yeah, okay. So me and my buddies, I got, uh, I'll show you guys after. I got a pretty sweet picture. We took the trophy and went and drank with it. Nice. Did yeah. you take it to the A? Because that's where Wilkie took it after <laughs> you won the, yeah, the amateur. Took it. I didn't take it to the A. I took it across the street to my buddy's backyard. But yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. And that was the the only one. So again, he won that's the Hannah. He won the junior one. and the club championship. But yeah, you're you're always you're always in it on the first day. And, and the same thing. And the same thing. I think even seeing some of the scores in the amateur because you play in the amateur regularly, I would say. Yeah. And it seems like you always start out well, but then something happens. Something. So uh, do you know what that is? No. You just kind of self-implode? Choke. <laughs> choke. <laughs> I believe there's a good word for it. It's called choke. Yeah. How do you fix that? Uh, I wish I could tell you the answer. <laughs> right, I guess. Yeah, if you knew the answer, right? Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't do it. I think when, uh, personally, when I go play something like that, it's I put a little bit too much pressure on myself. Yeah. Which there's no need for pressure because I'm I'm not winning the Manitoba Amateur ever. I'm not I'm not that caliber. not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. a piss poor attitude. Yeah, uh, maybe the first time I went, I thought I might have had a chance, but uh, <laughs> after that, I quickly learned that. Uh, yeah, that wasn't happening. <laughs> so, what's the atmosphere like there at, at the Amateur? Is it a little bit more professional then? Very. Okay. Very more professional. Uh, it's honestly like. It's everything you hate about golf, if you ask me. <laughs> like that's probably <laughs> probably one of the reasons why I don't like it. Like I can't stand being in the amateur and watching kids pace off yardage. And uh, you know what? Hey, they're they're better quality players than I am. And right. There might be a reason for that, but like, please hit your ball. <laughs> like, oh yeah. my goodness! If I have to watch you take your rangefinder out one more time after you've already done it twice, mm -hmm. and then go pace it to a sprinkler fifteen feet away Jeez. that you can just like look at, and you're like, okay, man, it's three yards. Like, it's really not that complicated. It's a seven iron. Like, I can tell you what club you're hitting before, and it's not even my ball. Like, come on, let's yeah. go. Right? Are there time limits in that? I'm not. Yeah, there is, and that's one of the one of the frustrating things for me is like we I got I got put on the clock a couple times and by like I, your group or just group, you okay yeah and it had nothing to do with me and even that's just stressful right yeah. like you know you're walking up and I just want to hit the ball I'm, I so who calls that then who calls they have, the they, clock have on you? they have marshals oh, okay and you have times to meet and it's it in my opinion it wasn't really wasn't really done properly because they just had certain checkpoints so like if you were fine on the second hole when you passed the marshal, you were fine. But if you got into trouble on the first hole, like say all three of you hit in the bush on the first hole, then you get to the second hole, well, all of a sudden you're on the clock. Mm. And it wasn't so just like, like it, that, it was like one, right away. You know, there's one one thing happened and all of a sudden you're on the clock or one kid's really slow or something like that and your whole group gets, you know, you get put on the clock, you get a warning and then you get a penalty stroke. 
And what is the clock in like? So you have a certain amount of time to finish the hole, or to yeah, finish? I'm not e sure. Uh, a shot. I think you have you have 15 minutes. I'm not actually like dead sure on this. What is at he all. even in the PGA? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know. We'll have to call the nobody rules except, guy. Nobody yeah. except that little one of the year old kid in the, the Masters guy. gets put on a clock <laughs> in the PGA. Like, for some reason, they, they, needed, they needed to make that example of that 13 year old kid, even though Tiger Woods can take four hours to hit one right. button. It's fine. Well, he's right? Tiger Woods. Yeah, and it should, <laughs> should be. I mean, he's allowed to, but he's earned that right. But you know, not in the Manitoba Amateur Championship. Yeah. <laughs> How do you qualify for that? So there's a couple local, I'll call them local qualifiers. There's like three throughout the year. The last couple of years, honestly, it's been sign up and play. Oh, really? They don't have enough people to go play amateur golf. Um, so Mike and I, we can go in there. Literally. You wow. guys sign up. Let's, let's do Does it. Does it cost money? Yes, it costs money. <laughs> We're out. We're out. Unless we can pretty, get a sponsor. It's actually like fairly expensive too. Uh, I'd but say I guess it would probably, be a good taste though of, of competitive golf, yeah. even though if you do get a little bit slow. But it is. It, it could be fun. It's actually a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they make a course is always beautiful. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, they you get food. I don't think so. You no food. I'm trying to think, actually. We'll make a change to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. We'll call think a so. few people and add some of those uh, f with the flights you were saying. You know, if maybe a fourth nope. flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no flights in the <laughs> amateur. <laughs> just go. Just go. Championship flight. Uh, fourth flight. Fourth flight. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That can make it a hell of a lot of fun, I though, right? So, if you yeah. think about it, if you want to, you know, yeah, get people, out get there, some right? people out there. Except and then you get the sandbaggers, and then you know what? Yeah, but that's fine. All of a sudden, Jordan shows up as a 25 <laughs> handicap, and he, oh, wins, yeah. he wins fourth flight. Yeah. Well, that's we were talking about with with Mooney, and and he well working at a Cinnabon yourself. People would go in there, and they would try to get their handicaps up because they knew yeah, that if their handicap was up, you would get more strokes on the course. So you had a better chance at either winning club championship or your flight at club championship. Or money or, or whatever. Money balls you, on men's night. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Wow. Is that... Is that how Derek Monroe won the second <laughs> flight in 2020? Ooh, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, it says here, Derek Monroe, second flight, club Money. championship, Money. 2020. He showed up that day. Yeah, he, he played did, good. Yeah. Jeff Baz, Bazalewski in Hey, uh, having, having won it twice, my flight, anybody can do it. Oh, that's right. I'll have to, well, I guess, first of all, I'll have to become a member to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to play in the club championship. But, hey, maybe that'll happen, too. But working working at, at the bone as well with with Dale. So how long did you work at Assiniboine? Uh, I think I worked I worked there for four years. I quit my fourth year. Um, trying to think, I quit my fourth year. I mean, we had a better business opportunity that I needed to go work a little bit more for my dad. Also, at the same time, I had a really I had a really hard time transitioning from Dale to Glenn. Oh yeah, um, you know it was just one of those things. I love Dale so much; he was mm -hmm. such a good dude to me. And you know, Millsy comes in, and all of a sudden, everything was computerized, and you know, it was it was a lot for young Luke to, to take there. You know, <laughs> young, young Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like young Sheldon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Was gonna young go Luke. The, it was uh, tough. <laughs> young Luke Skywalker. Right? Yeah. That's oh, where God. it took me. I don't know. Who's that guy? I've never heard of him. <laughs> I've saw. I've seen the movie Star Trek a couple of times. <laughs> big franchise it's got a future yeah. i think lost a few <laughs> trekkie listeners there yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> off 
funny. it's funny to say now because I mean Millsy's Millsy's one of my favorite people that there is. The guy is one of the best things that's ever happened to that golf course. Yeah, so Glenn Mills, he's a new pro at. Yeah, yeah. he took now. over after uh, Dale. And like I said, you know what? Originally, it just, it wasn't working for me. But, you know, now we get to play golf together a little bit. And I've gotten over that pretty pretty quickly. What's <laughs> the craziest thing you ever had to do for Dale? Ooh. Um, craziest thing. my Yeah, probably the craziest thing I ever had to do for Dale was... Uh, he was out golfing with Stu, and I don't remember who else. He had four. He had, they had a foursome, and pro shop phone rings. And I mean, you, you know, you work there. You're never allowed to leave the pro shop, right? right yeah. Right? <laughs> it was a you kid. I with kid. Dale. You couldn't sit down. <laughs> Literally, yeah. you were not allowed to sit down. <laughs> a kid. In the shop. What, he says, "Hey, kid, what are you doing?" And I said, "Um, I'm in the pro shop dusting. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> say something. Whatever. Something. Yeah, I had to say something, right? <laughs> I'm busy." He says. Bring me, uh, bring me a, bring me a handful of smokes out to the sixth hole. <laughs> what? A handful of smokes, and he had in his. He says, "Go in my office," and he's got a Ziploc bag full of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. he wants a handful of cigarettes out to the sixth hole. Contraband <laughs> cigarettes? <laughs> Might have been. I don't know. Straight I've never, from Kenora, baby. I've yeah. never seen those kind of cigarettes before, but. And then, you know, like 10 minutes later, I get back, and of course, you got to lock everything up. Then you got to unlock yeah. everything, and you know, you got to pretend you're working again. And Heaven forbid somebody steals that big yellow basket of balls. <laughs> <laughs> and 10 minutes later, my phone rang. Hey, kid, is it busy there? No. He says, bring me a bottle of wine. <laughs> go, bring, of wine. go bring him a bottle of red out to the eighth hole. And I'm like, any glasses? <laughs> no, just no, just, 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 the, just the bottle. Oh. I think they probably had their own glasses out there, but yeah. Pre-COVID. Was, uh, this was pre-COVID. Let's not forget. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the best for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there'd be always those times where he would call into the shop and you'd see that it was his number because we had call display, and you just shit your pants like, oh fuck, what, what did, did I, I do? What did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly it. What did I do? And usually it would be, why are these guys so fucking slow? <laughs> and it's like, Dale, you're the slowest person on the course. <laughs> but you'd always, you'd always find that one group that you're like, ah, oh, fuck, he's gonna talk about this group again. And yeah. sure enough, they'd be slow. He'd be right, and you'd go out there and. Yeah. Save face, just say, yeah, you know, you guys he are slow, and then you tell Dale, and he'd find a way. He always somehow ended up, like you said, behind, you know, the guy that takes off his golf shirt, and he's got a cutoff underneath, <laughs> and, you know, he's behind, <laughs> Dale's behind him, guaranteed, you know? It was always how it worked. And you'd always <laughs> use to sometimes, and... <laughs> You let like, you this guy? Yeah, like you let this guy on the golf course. Like, yeah, he wants to give me money. Like, he wants to yeah. give the course money. I, he was wearing a shirt when he came in. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? There was actually one time, I remember in a tournament, I forget, I forget who it was for, but I was like 14 or 15, and there was one, like, he was big, and he had tattoos, and it was out on, like, a seventh, the seventh green. Like, this guy has his shirt off. And so no one no one in the, in the shop, because they were, you know, intimidated or whatever, Wanted to go tell this guy to go put a shirt on. And so, of course, they beckon me because I'm like, I'm 14. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> so naive, like, go out there. There's a guy not wearing a shirt. Go tell him to put a shirt. So I go out there. I'm like, holy shit. You want me to tell this guy? But he was he was really nice about it. But those are the things, right, that Dale yeah. would get into. He would find that person yeah. out on the golf course, whether they were slow, they were taking their shirt off, or something was going on. <laughs> he would be on him. But... Uh, yeah, he was he was sometimes the worst person for it. Sometimes yeah. he would just drive right beside the greens, <laughs> right? You don't take your carts or your golf cart beside the greens. There was cart pass and there was Dale cart pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right up beside of the green. Go out there, 
three chuck and then go hit another shot off the yeah. next tee box. Yeah. But uh, he was he was a super guy, and I think every single show we we mentioned Dale Sapenko. That's another yeah. through line. I like it. I do too. Yeah. You Honestly. know what? You, when you anybody in the golf world will tell you. I mean, that dude had a heart of gold. He yeah. he he was always down. I loved hearing about. Mooney talking about the lines on the scorecard. Yeah. That was one of the funniest <laughs> things because we had the exact same thing happen to us. So him and my dad got along pretty well. And like I said, my dad was from, or we got a place out in Gimli. My dad's from Gimli. Uh, and so is Chris, your mm -hmm. So we set up a match out at Links at the Lake. Uh, yeah, with a last name like Valgardson, I would think you'd be from yeah. Yeah, somewhere we're around Icelanders, those parts. Yeah, Icelanders. <laughs> yeah, we're the Icelanders from Gimli, yeah. Um, Any relation to W.D. Valgardson? He's my uncle, yeah, oh, the author, yeah. He's a Canadian uh, fiction writer and poet. <laughs> Did you know this? Uh, <laughs> Where did you find that? Well, you, there's you just a Google, Google, you Google Valgardsson, you know, and it's Icelandic, and there's only like 70 individuals you know in the world with the last name Valgardsson. Uh, you know That's what awesome. came up when I Googled my name? I was tied for 982nd in the amateur golf ranks. <laughs> I didn't bring that up. I saw that too, but I wasn't going to bring it up. I had to because I looked it up and I was like, oh man, like really? Yeah. 982nd. I mean, yeah. not to, not to uh, digress, is that the word? Or not to uh, get, get uh, off topic here. So mm -hmm. W.D. Valgardson, you know, can you just give us a, 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 never, a snippet. Never met the guy. I believe he's... My great uncle, and I know he writes books. Awesome. Apparently, children's books. <laughs> right? Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> short Sorry. story. Shout out. Uh, Shout out. What is it? W D. Yeah. W D. Valgardson, Canadian Billy. fiction Billy. writer. Billy. Yeah. I know that. Okay. Or mm. I think I know that. So that's yeah, his, pet, his pen name's W D. Yeah. Yeah. First <laughs> yeah. name William. Uh, second mm. name. Oh, Billy William. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so back to Gimli, Links of the Lake. <laughs> W.D. Valgardson. We'll have yeah, to check so out at that the, book. At this point in time, I was probably like, you know, 900th in the amateur golf rank. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we play, me and my dad go play Dale and Chris out at Links at the Lake. Uh, we're playing 36 holes and whatever. We get some some strokes here and there. Chris is like a plus whatever five handicap because <laughs> yeah. he's, once again, unbelievable. And whatever, we're playing a birdie the first hole. So we're playing five, 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 five bucks for the front, five bucks for the back, five bucks for the 18. So I bring the first hole and this is where Blair's story comes. He says, I press. Like, yeah. What does that, that mean? <laughs> hell is a press, right? I've never, I'm like, I'm 17. I've never gambled in golf. <laughs> right. I really, you know, so he draws the line down the scorecard and he explains it to me. I'm like, okay, whatever. So we play the first 18 and he looks at me and he goes, you and your dad, you're up like uh, 150 bucks. I'm going 150 bucks. Like that we're playing for five dollars. How did it turn into this? Like, what is going on I'm here? Seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't have 150 dollars. My paycheck from you is like 400 a week or uh, biweekly, right? Like, yeah, and, you know and how I much spend I'm it in your paid. pro shop. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I buy tea, colored teas and golf balls. <laughs> so we go, we play, we play the back or whatever the second 18, and like. Blair said once again, you know, he quadruple presses and he double presses and we get to the 36th hole and I got a five footer for birdie and I'm about to, you know, I'm setting up my ball, whatever. And he looks at me and he goes, Hey kid, 
It was for a thousand dollars, right? <laughs> Excuse me, right? Like my hands now, my hands are like shaking. I'm like, what do you mean this is? I don't have a thousand dollars. Like I don't even know what a thousand dollars is at this point in my life, right? Like, and it, I'm like, I don't know if this guy's screwing with me. Whatever, I step up, knock it in, and you know, nice. we continue on with our day. Dale goes home, Chris goes home, me and Jeff go back to Winnipeg. Jeff's my dad. So I go into work the next day and I'm like 10 minutes late, which is like all, all the hell, worst. All hell yeah. is going to break loose. Right. Sure enough, I like run in, you know, I bring my stuff in and, you know, I get right behind the till and he's sitting in his office and he goes, hey, kid, come in here. I'm like, ah, shit, here it goes. Right. I'm, I'm going to get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, and he comes in and he goes like this and he goes scribble. He's scribbling on some paper and he rips off this thing and he hands it to me and he goes. Here's your money. I look down. It's like twelve hundred and seventy-five dollars. Wow. He says, "You also have the day off. Go home." <laughs> so yeah, I went home, gave, my, gave my dad the check, and uh, That's amazing. yeah, twelve hundred and seventy-five dollars later. Don't worry, Dale got wow. some of that back uh, playing at a cinema. You know, oh, for you know, sure. Well, I got a little confident there, right, and thought yeah. you know thought I was the world's best golfer. You will always get it back. He was oh, the guy who would always goodness. get it back. I think he beat me by a hundred at a cinema. <laughs> <laughs> And now uh, you, you mentioned that you play with Millsy a bit as well. Um, so how often would you, like, do you go out and play with him? Do you play with the men's night? Do you play with him pro-ams? I uh, played with him in the occasional pro-am every couple of years. Um, I get to play with him, you know, once every five, six, seven men's night kind of thing. Whenever, you know, whenever he needs somebody or whenever, you know, we got a couple of guys and he's got a couple of guys. And that dude is unbelievable to watch golf mm -hmm. it's so good so he's, good. he's unassuming too that's like he'll just with his swing yeah he's got a lot of pop yeah it's it's crazy you know like it looks so smooth and then he hits it 320 yards right right, right by <laughs> you know yeah he, uh, we played one one year he took me to the carmen scramble at Dean North's course. Yep. Um, so, well, what is the Carmen scramble? Is it a, so a pro-am or is it's it? It's just a scramble, a straight up scramble. Okay. Uh, you make your own team. Uh, mm -hmm. Dean always plays with his dad and his brother. And Is uh, it with handicaps? No handicaps, anything. Oh, okay. So our group was me, Millsy, I might get this name wrong, but it was like Ryan Sommerfeld, one of Millsy's buddy, okay. and uh, another golf pro, the last name was Derns. And then you play with another foursome. Well, the other foursome we played with was Robbie McMillan, uh, Corey, the GM at Breezy, Corey Cartouche. Cartouche, think, yeah. yeah. Um, Wade from Niaqua. Okay. And whatever, the other biggest golf course. And, sure. You know, the other biggest <laughs> GM. They're all playing together, right? And it's, you know... Compared, I'm looking, I'm like, I'm playing against these guys, like Rob McMillan. Are you <laughs> right. kidding me? Right. So we're playing with Millsy, and on the first hole, I think Millsy makes like a like a 40 foot bomb. Jeez. And he's using, you guys remember that bull, the bullseye? No. Butter? So it's the Scotty Cameron, the original, like one of the original Scotty Camerons. Uh, but it's the mini golf putter. So you can, you can, you can use it both <laughs> Two -sided. ways. Two sided. Two <laughs> sided. Yeah. So all day, the next, so the next putt Millsy goes to hit, he hits the other hand. Millsy could putt both ways. Oh, wow. And just based on the way that the putt broke was how he decided, like, which way he liked to look at the putt mm -hmm. was which way he oh, putted. Wow. And I'm not kidding you. The guy one putted, like, 17 greens. Like, it was Jeez. it was a Holy putting shit. display. We ended up, we beat them. 
like that that stacked <laughs> group of yeah and then we ended up tying for the the tournament like tying for the win and it went into a playoff and it ended up going like eight playoff holes and it got too dark so it went to a chip off and we ended <laughs> up chip, losing in a, a chip, chip off. off a chip off on the 18th hole <laughs> at Carmen it was about it was pitch black you couldn't even see the green but the putting display that Millsy put on was it, it I can't say it well enough because it just it didn't make sense to me. Right like, or just, left, he was right or left. Bombs. It didn't it didn't make sense. Like he'd go this way and then he'd spin around and go the other <laughs> way. You know, wow. How, like I don't. How know. do you put two? You know, and I, well, he, I, and he I still have, does it. I have like I know there's some people who who will play like right handed. Like I'm a right handed shot, but I, but I'm a left handed shot in hockey. So sometimes yeah. I'm comfortable with putting left handed or you know do the old um, like the left handed under. Yeah. All right, yep. you just kind of get that control in the backswing, but yeah, to be able to be that consistent Crazy. both ways, that's not, does he still have that putter in the bag? Still. It's yeah. actually the putter that they use for the OLFP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the so putter. OLFP is one long fucking putt. Yeah. And I think that started men's night when Esso was there. Yeah. And like the pot would get pretty big yeah. for, for sinking that. And now I think it is like it goes until someone wins it. Yeah. So we don't and do it's the, a really long putt in the dining room or is it outside now? So we don't do the putt in the dining room anymore. We do it at the end. Because there was the a year. hole. Yeah. There was a hole literally made in the dining room floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of shit that goes on. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. And you, it was this crazy winding putt left to right. Yeah. And it was damn near because uh, having worked there, I would always go up there when it was relatively Screw quiet around, and try right, it. Yeah. And, and so you never just, sunk it once. You'd pay how much? So everyone, everyone or? who signs up for men's night gets their name in the draw. Mm. And they would pull two names, and you get—I think you got two putts or three putts, whatever right. it was. I don't even remember anymore because they don't—they don't do that. They change it to the money goes to a pot at the end of the year, and at the windup, uh, based on like how much you show up, you get a putt on the practice green as long as it can be. Mm. And so, because it was impossible, like the way when they drilled the the hole in the floor, it, it's—I've seen like one person make it, yeah. and it was like. It might have been Ryan or Carter who worked there. And it was like after hours, you know, like you said, like, you know, you go screw around and yeah. try to make the putt with a hundred golf yeah. balls. Is the hole still in the floor? Yep. Yeah. It's still, still there. there. I'll have to try that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you hit it. You got to shave the second last telepost on the right. You almost got it. Like you almost got to drop it on it and then it rolls back down. It's unbelievable. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty flat. The clubhouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's been no shift in that yeah. foundation it's like all at all. The other structures in St. James. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been there for over a hundred years. Well, I don't know if that that actual restaurant and clubhouse have been, but the golf course has been. So, right. I'm sure there's parts of it that are over a hundred years old. That baby moves. All right. Let's get into the back nine lightning round. The back nine the, lightning we've round. We've made it. We've made it. All right, Luke. You ready for this? Are you prepared? I'm ready. I'm ready. Challenging. I studied a little bit. Studied a little bit. That's good. He's a listener of the pod. I listen 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 to the moons. Just episode three. No, I listen to all of them. Jeez. (laughs) That's about it. All we got for today. (laughs) All right. So, have you ever got a hole in one? Yeah. I got a hole in one on fourth hole at a Cinnamon. And I was. You mentioned any any other ones? How old were you? 12 years old. 12 years old. Got it all the way early. Never, well, I shouldn't say never been close. I'll I'll tell that story in a sec. Has your dad ever got a hole in one? My dad has not. And so I I imagine him watching or knowing that you got a hole in one, that that could be a little frustrating. And also another proud moment. He's been so close to, I I don't know if I've ever seen anyone like come that close that many times and not get one. Have you ever come close? I have. Again? Twice. So 
uh, on, I actually don't know what hole it is on Breezy because I uh, don't get to play there very yeah. often, but uh, there's that drivable par four over the water that kind of goes along the houses. It's like the same. Right, yeah, it's so like a dog leg dog right leg to left. left. Yeah. Yeah, and you can So the whole right it. before that's a par three. That's like a, that's like one of the toughest par threes that yeah. are out there, yeah. Yeah, with Tiny the water. green water on the right, and I think you still got bunkers on the left there yeah. as well. Yeah, so uh, my friend invited me to play the scramble for his work tournament there. They had a $10,000 hole in one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I ended up on the other side of the pin, and I hit the pin. Oh, I rattled geez. it off for, the pin. For 10 grand. For 10 grand. Yeah. I rattled it off the pin and like slow too. It wasn't hard. We ended yeah. up asking because they have to have a person mm -hmm. watching Insurance. for that kind mm -hmm. of money. Attendant. And she said like it, it rolled, it hit the pin and just like went around it and stopped. I, I'm not even kidding. Oh. It, was, it was over the lip. I bet she scooped it out. <laughs> Maybe she was in on it. Maybe she was in on it. Conspiracy. Because my buddy said to me, you know, the guy I'm golfing with, he says, I'd hit the pin. I said, ah, fuck off. It didn't yeah. hit the pin, right? <laughs> we get up there, like, you know, you get in the cart and you start looking, oh, shit. That That's is, close. Yeah, That's pretty, like, is it leaning against the pin? Like, is that it? And, you know, you get up there and it's like, ah, oh, man, are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, speaking of pins, recent rule changes uh, allow you to putt with the pin in or with the pin out. Do you putt with the pin in or traditional uh, take it out? Pin out. Pin out. Yeah, pin out. Pin that seems in. to be a going theme, too. A pin so. in with can make some wonky things happen. Yeah. And you know what? If it's out, you, put it this way. If you need the pin to stop your ball, you hit a bad shot, if you ask me. <laughs> If the pin, if the yeah, pin, if yeah, the pin's out fair. and you're gonna make it, you're gonna make it, right? Right. If I mean, sometimes it's nice to have that little bit of backing. Don't get me wrong. There's situations where you leave it in, but so you probably would have got that 10k if the pin was out. I'm thinking I would have for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I think I just have terrible depth perception, <laughs> which I've started playing golf with glasses now. That might help. Have you a little bit? Yeah. yeah. If you yeah, wear glasses, I'd probably play golf with glasses. Yeah. <laughs> did you at Heckler? Did you play with glasses or no? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll get into that another we'll get time. Get into that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously you like to play it. The bone. Yeah. The royal Assiniboine. Where mm -hmm. else do you the like golden bone? The golden bone. <laughs> yeah. That's another good one. Uh, where else do you like to play regularly? I love to play Links at the Lake in mm -hmm. Gimli. Yeah. Uh, we got a cottage out there, so we play there quite often on the weekends. Uh, same as you guys. Hecla. Hecla is mm -hmm. a home to me. Uh, because, yeah, it's like an hour from Gimli. An hour even, from yeah, Gimli, like that. yeah. And we, we do the same thing as you guys. You know what? The All You Can Golf, we used yeah. to go on, you know, Fridays and go play 100 holes or whatever you could get in mm -hmm. and eat Jeez. your life after. You can't, <laughs> can't even grab yeah. anything with your yeah. hands. They hurt so much. Well, that's why you go to the nice spa. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. I didn't know they had that. Yeah, last year, you last, stay there. Yeah, we <laughs> stayed there. And... We went like the next morning. We're like, holy shit! They got like the cold, the polar plunge. Yeah, they had, like the mild. I think I don't know if it was salt water or not. Imagine how good that and polar plunge would be oh. if you're hungover. You go jump in that. You'd oh, be yeah. oh yeah, it, it works great. We, we love it. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> we know. You're in the steam room. You get in the cold tub, the hot tub, yeah. back into the cold tub, into the steam room, into that waterfall. Yeah, the waterfall. Shout oh, out to Hecla. <laughs> yeah, Lakeview Hecla. Stay and play package is still available. Still available. Yeah, I can't wait for that. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of memorable memorable courses, uh, what's the most memorable course that you have ever played? Um, nothing special, to be quite honest. Uh, well, if it's special to you, then it's special to yeah. us. Favorite course I've ever played is probably uh, Deacon's 
down at uh, Deacon's Bree- Lodge. Yeah, down at Breezy Point there. Yes, in not Bemidji, but Brainerd. Breezy Point. Brainerd. Yeah, oh, Breezy Brainerd. Point is part of uh, the Breezy Point. Conglomerate. Quad, 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 Golf conglomerate. Yeah, they yeah. have uh, <laughs> they have the traditional course. They have White Birch and, and uh, Deacons. Deacons. They have one more. I thought. No, maybe not. Yeah, Deacons is the one you got to pay extra for. Yeah, yeah. It's an Arnold Palmer course. It's an Arnold Palmer. It's course. beautiful. Oh. It will eat you up. It's if you cool. went down there it's for cool. Harambe, like the the Harambe, <laughs> the Golf Harambe Invitational. Memorial what Golf a place! Eh? Yeah. Oh like, my God, it was beautiful. We came home with more beers like than yeah. than you could even drink because yeah. like you can get two beers when the like it's all you can all you can right, drink. Yeah, it's all inclusive. So actually, a funny story. Uh, Andrew, my brother, and his friends were down there, and one of his buddies ended up coming home with, uh, like, lunch snacks for the week because he'd just grab a Mars bar and a, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and a hot rod yeah. every time the girl – because you can take whatever you want, yeah. and they don't – JR, you know. have you ever been to Breezy Point? Nope. Got it. Go. God, man. Gotta we were go. eating prime rib, lobster, ribs, All included. every All night. Included. You it's get like- – 500 bucks lunch. sometimes. Oh, the first Depends time we went, we would go into the pro shop and just grab a case of beer and say, thanks, guys, and then go out on the course and put it in your cooler. <laughs> See ya. Like, yep. Jeez. Yeah, it's a... It's Zach, a, shout out to Zach. He's, uh, I think he's at the traditional course, but yeah. Well, he's concerned about the birds out there, but Zach is a... But a you're beauty. not. There's a few... So that's guys. yeah. That's probably my best course I've ever played. Yeah, Favorite you know course what? is Hackla, though. Hackla, yeah. anytime. Why I is that? Get. Just I, I spent um, growing up. We camped there for two weeks every summer at the right after school. Mm-hmm. We got some always, geese flying by. That's very <laughs> that's very fitting. I don't good, know if geese go there, for but golf, seagulls right? do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So we we camped there for two weeks, and it was pretty special because you know my dad never really got time off work because he owned his own business. So he would get to come up on weekends and we'd get to go play golf at Hecla. And actually, we used to go golf ball hunting, uh, which oh, is just like stay there and go in the trees. And we'd, see what you can find. we'd go at night. Yeah. And go, you know, bring a bring a bag and go find as many golf balls yeah. as you can. Yeah. And hopefully your two cousins uh, don't get lost in the right. woods like they did for us. You lost two cousins. Did, oh, you, like, man. did you like these cousins? Or was <laughs> my uncle took all of us. So we went as a big group and my uncle took all of us golf ball hunting and his daughter and a friend of ours that came uh, ended up getting lost somehow oh no and they ended up like having to follow the power lines back to the rc station like yeah. half an hour away and kids were missing for like oh my god yeah, a couple yeah, hours this, it was not that was legit yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, that was a real thing they, they went missing but they're they're okay now <laughs> that that they reminds got me uh, <laughs> that was a teachable moment one thing that always is confusing to me you tee off early at hecla and you're going down that first hole or maybe the second hole and you start seeing people emerge from the bushes. You're like, where did this person come from? We're in the middle of nowhere. And it turns out they have staff housing over there. So that was, uh, that was right. us golf ball These hunting. vagrants were coming out of the bushes and it's like 8.30 in the yeah. morning. It was like, where are you coming from? They made the 12-hour walk yeah. from Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get those early tea times, I guess. Want to find those Pro V1s. And... Uh, so next one here, what is your career low round? Sixty-six out of cinema. Sixty-six. Ooh, sixty-six. Clicky That's click. low. That is low. Is that with not Wilkie low, but low? Wilkie. It could yeah, have Wilkie been because I, I had three bogeys. Oh geez, oh, wow. sixty-six with three bogeys. 
Jeez, and how old would you have been when you shot that? That was a couple years ago. I was like probably like 25, I would say, 26, somewhere around there. Oh. Two eagles, good. three bogeys. Was that like at a men's night or was that something that was else? Men's night, yeah. Holy smokes. So you won something that It's actually in a match. It was in a football oh, match. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they weren't very happy about that. Well, <laughs> no, what I would be like, holy shit, can you shoot 66? Yeah. You're going to lose. Yeah. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't care what happens. 66 is a whatever. I was playing a four or five hand. Right, cap. yeah. Yeah, I was a little oh, below my yeah. cap that day. <laughs> it happens. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then our, uh, our flagship question of the back nine lightning round. Hopefully you studied for this one. I did, and I'm scared because I still don't know my right what? answer. <laughs> what? There's no right answer. <laughs> is your favorite condiment? Can I go? I'm going to go off off the beaten path I here. like that, I'm yeah. I'm going honey garlic. Honey garlic. Honey garlic. Do you like smoke that. with that, yeah, or do you yeah. put that on I've anything done, that you smoke? Like, are we talking like chicken like, fingers, like honey like garlic? Any th- chicken fingers, mm, like yeah. stir fry. Silver I mean, Heights. That's different. That's good. High school oh, had a great Silver honey garlic, Heights. and we would put mm-hmm. that shit on everything. Yeah. Not to steal that tagline. Fucking pencils. We put it on everything. I ended up on everything. I didn't want to go like boring old mustard or something like that. Yeah, you know, well, I, I wanted to go. That's a classic. <laughs> that's a shot at Mike. No, but I, I was thinking earlier. I was like, hopefully we get some, some. I was thinking like that yeah, or like sour yeah. cream. Like sour cream. Yeah, sour you know, cream's good. Like you're not gonna put that on a burger, but like, yeah, you know anything. Why not? Anything you can use sour yeah, cream. I got yeah, a, a lot of uh, close second and third condiments to monster, but I won't put them out there yet, just because we're only on episode four. So, oh. so I don't want to. It depends. You gotta pick your food. Else. You know, like Absolutely, if we're talking yeah. a hot dog. Yeah, you might get me with ketchup or something, but yeah. you know, like, yeah, I'm you know, I could dip anything or honey, I like honey, honey garlic, dill. honey, d- man, <laughs> honey I could dill. keep going yeah. there. That's what I was thinking. Oh, I was the first silver honey dill. honey dill at Silver Heights. I'm getting That's my honey garlic and honey, and honey dill. Yeah, yeah honey French dill. fries and honey dill from Silver Heights. Sure, Shout yeah. out Garth, eh? yeah. Garth in the cafeteria. Great yeah. dude, Garth. Yeah. <laughs> They used to, they owned a place out up at Clear Lake at Clear called Lake. the they Chocolate the, Fox. They had the candy shop, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yo- frozen yogurt, frogoats. Jeez. And did they have uh, honey dill there? They just sold it last year, but I go and see them every, every year and get my frozen yogurt, and they had some good apparel, but uh, I think they bought a place up uh, in On and All up by Clear Lake, so yeah. they're chilling out up there, and it's they're doing well. Shout out to Garth. Shout, Shout out to Garth. Garth, <laughs> Garth and his wife's name is Glennis. Oh, Glenn. shout out to Garth, Garth and Glennis. Glennis. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, We're full of all it. the facts that's, here. That, that rounds up the back nine lightning round of seven questions. But you know, <laughs> seven questions times two. We we yeah, figured out that f- math last week. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'd like to play Augusta too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, did we miss? Did no, you miss did a question? Miss yeah, we did miss a yeah, question. Yeah, you did. Oh, oh, yeah. The, dream, the dream course. <laughs> no, that's right. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm. All right, we well, that's prepared. such a we standard can, answer. You can't, you know, we can edit that. Do you have a bucket list course? <laughs> Pebble Beach for me. Yeah. Definitely. Why? Why Pebble? I uh, grew up playing uh, PGA Tour '93 on Sega. Oh yeah, with Sega uh, Genesis. My Sweet. dad, and that oh, was wow. yeah, that was the that was the go-to course for most of the tournaments or most of the rounds that we played. So yeah. Pebble Beach, I'd love to love to get out yeah. there, take my old man, maybe something like oh. that. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's Take the Peterbilts. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> company trip. <laughs> yeah, write that one off. Get Peterbilt to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, did so we miss any other ones? Let's geez. just make sure that we didn't miss any other ones. Can we audit this list here? Now, one, two, three, four, nine. Yep. 
That's it. That's it. That's right it. on. Well, thanks well, for listening to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And another shout out to uh, Nick and Nikki at their DQ conglomerate, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Neverville in the newest one, DQ St. Anne's Road. Yeah. We're going to get you a cake. I don't know when, but we're going to get mm. you a cake. It's even going to have the 18 over par logo on it. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. So thanks, Luke. Thank you. Guys, come by. Thanks, Luke. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. The 18 over par with Mike and JR podcast is brought to you by growablemedia.ca. Nothing cripples a business like a lack of leads and sales, especially during the pandemic. I don't need to tell you, COVID-19 has been one of the biggest economic hiccups we've ever encountered. Businesses are closing, employees are being laid off daily, yet smart businesses are still surviving and thriving. If you need more clients, Growable Media is for you. More specifically, if you'd like to know exactly how to get 5, 10, 30, even 50 plus high value dream clients every month with predictability and consistency. Sounds pretty fucking great, doesn't it? Growablemedia.ca is for you. Just checking out the website, you'll find a free COVID-19 marketing playbook and a free report on how to double or even triple your sales in the next 90 days, even during COVID. It's fucking phenomenal. Better yet, you can test drive their services for free. You don't have to pay them a dime until you get those coins tickling the bottom of your jean pocket. They don't get paid until you get paid. Now, they're not cheap, but they get shit done. They're not some company that'll give you 30 shitty leads for a thousand bucks or something like that, and they go take your money and disappear overnight. Globalmedia.ca is a Winnipeg born and raised. Check them out today and grab the free playbook and the report, globalmedia.ca. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo! brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in, food, in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.